African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the rights to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, good morning. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. This is where you get the African perspective. If you're listening to us on DSTV, we're on Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. And that's in South Africa, neighboring countries. And also you can listen to us on shortwave on the frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band to Southern Africa. You can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. Today, it's uh, the politics of Lesotho that we'll be engaging in. And Lesotho's Deputy Prime Minister, Munyane Muleleki, says that the National Leaders Forum, which was taking place in Lesotho this uh, past uh, weekend, started on Friday and Saturday, he states that this is supposed to be a confidence-building measure, which marks the beginning of a long and fruitful journey uh, for the political situation in the country. Muleleki was speaking at the two-day forum held in Maseru. He explained uh, a confidence that the meeting will actually address issues that may impede progress towards the envisaged national reforms. The SADC team was headed by Justice Stichang Museneke, who praised the forum for having made a critical milestone in forging political consensus towards reaching a peaceful solution for Lesotho. And uh, he actually encouraged the nation to remain actually in this pursuit for peace, stability and development. But there were a lot of questions following uh, this particular gathering, especially in the fact that there are some political exiles who did not even attend this particular gathering which poses more questions around the reforms. Well, we're now joined by Dr. Ina Hose, who's the Senior Lecturer in Governance and Political Transformation at the Department of Politics at the University of Free State. It's always good speaking to Dr. Ina Hose. Thank you for joining us once again on our program. And then also we've got uh, Dr. Holo Nyane, who is an Associate Professor and Head of Public and Environmental Law at the University of Limpopo's Department of uh, Law. Let me start with you, Dr. Holunyani, in terms of looking at this particular process, because a lot of people will not even understand the context of what's happening currently and what informed the establishment of this uh, uh, forum. Can you give us context behind it, just for our listeners? Okay, good day, and thanks for, for hosting me. Um, indeed, there is a context to this particular meeting, and you would remember that uh, uh, this process is that way back, uh, you could say in 2015, where SADC decided to establish a commission of inquiry into the political processes in Lesotho, and you would recall that at that time, um, the army commander uh, had just been uh, assassinated by his own colleagues, and, and, and SADC established 
a commission of inquiry to investigate those processes. And it is as a result of uh, that commission of inquiry that the recommendations were made. And amongst uh, some of the key recommendations uh, was that there should be um, widespread reforms to the constitution and, and, and fundamental sectors in Lesotho, such as the security, the, the public service, and, and the judiciary, you name them, but, but that there should be um, widespread reforms. And, 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 and within that broader context, the, the then Deputy President of the Republic of South Africa, um, Mr. Ramaphosa, was tasked by SADC to be the facilitator of, of, of the entire process. And that process was not only involved in the reforms, it was also involved in the, the healing and reconciliatory process of trying to make sure that all the parties that, that, that are in, in political tension in the sort of get together and, and are able to, at the end of the day, come to a table for, for the reforms process. So just to, um, um, Deputy President Ramaphosa was facilitating that uh, double-pronged process of reforms and, the reconcilia- and reconciliation. And when he assumed this new responsibility as the President of the, of the Republic of South Africa, um, he, he, he then appointed Justice Mosenager to be the leader of that uh, facilitation process on the ground, while he was indeed still seized with the Lesotho process, but Justice Mosenager was, was, was the leader uh, on the ground. So, so, so this particular meeting that you've just seen last week uh, was the leaders' forum. Uh, that was the, the, the first activity presided over by Justice Mosenager towards ruling a reforms process. So, so it, mm. it, it, it exists within, within that particular context. And I think uh, it was a great milestone for the, the, the facilitation team, even for uh, Justice uh, Mosenager himself, because this meeting has been pro- postponed several times. And one of sure. the reasons for postponement was that the opposition parties were saying they will not participate in, in the reforms process as a whole unless and until some of the demands they put across have been complied with. And one of the, one of the key demands was that uh, some of the exiled leaders uh, who are in South Africa, like uh, Mr. Mutewa Mezing, uh, be returned to Lesotho unconditionally, and also that the former army commander who is now in jail, Tadika um, Modi, uh, be released unconditionally. So those are some of the conditions. Some of them are still there, but at least uh, with this particular meeting, the opposition parties were able to to attend and they participated. So that, that is the, the the context in brief. Well, before I uh, uh, get to that particular um, view from Dr. Inahos, let me welcome in the Honourable Mahluadim Parker, who's the um, Government Secretary for the Kingdom of Lesotho. Uh, Mr. Parker, thank you for giving us your time. We really appreciate your contribution in the show. And uh, we've got a, a very comprehensive background to uh, this particular uh, weekend's happenings, especially Friday and Saturdays. In terms of uh, the gathering itself, I'm told that you attended it as a member of government. Are you happy with the process itself, and what were the key conclusions at this gathering? Thank, thank you very much uh, for uh, also affording us opportunity to speak to you. It's a pleasure, sir. And uh, you are listeners uh, today with, this, with respect to the issues pertaining to uh, the Kingdom of the Sud, especially at this critical and most uh, needy time when uh, we need to turn around the country from the west uh, where we were 
at some point uh, could be heading to now to uh, the positive side of uh, a normal country uh, and a nation uh, where uh, people could be uh, able to meet, mm. sit together and discuss the national issues and sure. come up with a common uh, objective and understanding sure. on how the best we can take forward the country. Mm. Yes, you right. Uh, over the past week, uh, two days, 23rd to 24th, uh, there was a National Leaders, uh, Leaders Forum uh, held in Marcelo. In that uh, National Leaders Forum, uh, uh, we had almost all uh, the political parties registered by the Independent uh, uh, Electoral Commission uh, in Lesotho. Uh, participating in that forum, both uh, political parties in parliament and from the side of the government and also from the side of opposition, as well as those parties which did not make uh, 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 light to to be in parliament but mm. still have registration in the independent electoral commission. They were also part of that. We also had uh, a number of other key stakeholders uh, represented in that, be it the media, the academia, the church uh, leaders, uh, and also uh, the international organizations which are party to uh, the issues of Lesotho and also taking part in this uh, reform process. In the so, uh, and most importantly, mm-hmm. we had uh, Justice Dikham uh, Musenega in the mm-hmm. list, uh, who is the lead team uh, of the facilitation team of the facilitator to the Kingdom of Lesotho, who happens to be uh, the President of the Republic of South Africa, His Excellency President Cyril uh, Ramaphosa, mm. and also the three Deputy Ministers who are assisting him in, in the process of facilitation in Lesotho. Mm. They were all four present in that uh, National Leaders Forum. And that forum was uh, uh, led by Justice Musanege, and his team. Mm. And in terms um, of... the facilitation team, mm. yes. Sorry to cut you off there, um, Mr. Mpaka, but I just wanted to get in a nutshell what stood out for you in terms of the central issues when it comes to uh, the national reform agenda that this particular forum was pursuing. What stood out for you specifically in terms of the key pointers? This forum, uh, in a nutshell, was a confidence-building uh, session of all leaders of the country, particularly the political party leaders who seem or who happened to be so much far apart from each other in terms of the political trust, the political differences, the clashes, uh, the, uh, the conflicts that are a few which led to uh, political crisis. So mm. this session was uh, specifically for to bring mm. all these parties together as a strategy uh, to build up confidence. But most importantly, uh, which uh, this forum came uh, up with, they established a national dialogue planning committee. Mm. That is the committee representative of all stakeholders, political parties and other stakeholders. That is going to organize or lead the process towards the national multi-stakeholder uh, dialogue, which shall be held on the 9th to 12th October. So this forum 
uh, uh, gave birth to that uh, uh, structure. That structure representative of all stakeholders, that is going to arrange all the processes leading to uh, the multi-stakeholder dialogue. And also, there was a declaration which was signed uh, on the last day of uh, the event on the 24th, which all political parties witnessed by these other key stakeholders signed onto that declaration. But key... What was can I can I ask you just to pause there, um, Honourable Parker, because I want to know in terms of this declaration, what was actually the central themes in that? The declaration that was signed uh, was simply uh, uh, a declaration which gave commitment to all parties represented that. Um, everybody is going to be uh, committed towards uh, the, the national reforms. Okay. Everybody is going to respect uh, all processes that lead to uh, the national reforms. Mm. And what is also most important was that uh, uh, everybody who signed on to this uh, uh, is, will, will also be bound to the outcome of the processes mm. and commit to implementation. Okay, let me, let's take so a little... I just want us to take a little pause and I just want us just to take all that in that you've informed us. I need to take a quick break and then I'm going to come back to uh, you, uh, Mr. Mpaka, and bring you in, Dr. Inahos, after this quick break because a lot has come out from um, uh, Mr. Mpaka in terms of just uh, some of the central um, resolutions from this weekend and I just want us to explore them. Uh, Let's take a quick break. We'll be back after that. Swiss chocolate wouldn't be Swiss chocolate without African cocoa. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you think about it that way because you realize it's just how important Africa is to the global economy. And as long as we are deemed to be inferior by the community out there, nothing's ever going to change. I believe it's one of the uh, ancient Greek philosophers who said that when we teach, we'll learn twice. Hello, Africa. Welcome to 1000 African Voices on Channel Africa. 1000 African Voices every Saturday morning at 9am with repeats on Sundays between 10 and 11 as well as on Monday morning between 3 and 4 Central African Time 1000 African Voices with me Awurengwi C on Channel Africa the voice of the African Renaissance from an African perspective Yes, you are listening to Channel Africa. Today, we're looking at a very important gathering which took place uh, this uh, weekend. And uh, it was the National Leaders Forum, as we've been discussing with our various uh, participants in uh, this uh, dialogue that we're having today. And it was headed by Justice Tehang Museneke. We've heard from both uh, uh, Dr. Holunyane, who's joining us on the line, uh, Associate Professor and Head of Public Environmental Law at the University of Popo's Department of Law in South Africa and also we've heard uh, a lot of developments in terms of uh, what were some of the conclusions or resolutions from this gathering from uh, the Honorable Mwathlodin Parker who is uh, the Government Secretary of the Kingdom of Lesotho. I want to bring in Dr. Inakos now. She's been patiently listening on the line there. She's the Senior Lecturer of Governance and Political Transformation at the University of Free State's Department of Politics. It's very 
very interesting to hear some of the things that were uh, spoken by Moathlodim uh, Parker, uh, um, Dr. Hose, because a lot of people are asking uh, the fact that there seems to be a continuous political tension because of the fact that the leader of the Lesotho Congress for Democracy, uh, Mutejo Mutsing, is still exiled in South Africa. And all these decisions are happening also um, without his presence there. And he's a huge contender when it comes to uh, some of uh, the political differences in uh, Lesotho. Well, yes, I think um, with the instability that we have seen in these past years, um, I think what we're witnessing now is something quite constructive um, and in the right direction. But that doesn't, you know, erase um, feelings of mistrust that might still be there uh, mm. with political leadership, specifically those who are in exile. Now, I know the Elizabeth government, and my colleagues can correct me if I'm wrong here, that said that, you know, they are, very, they are quite safe to return, that there will be no repercussions for that. But for them to trust in that, uh, it's going to take time, I suppose, um, because of various reasons that we've seen um, where people's lives were, were, were actually at risk. Um, from what I gather, the, the mistrust, particularly with the influence of, of the military, is still there. Um, and that is why, uh, you know, this former commander is still, you know, in custody. And mm-hmm. I think all these demands that they that they put in um, from the opposition side, uh, you know, boycotting this forum, we were all quite scared that when the forum was postponed at the beginning of August, mm-hmm. it might not happen at all. So it's it's great to see that it actually has and the negotiations um, were constructive to a point where this meeting could happen. Because I think the reforms that they propose um, uh, pertaining to this, uh, you know, constitutional reform, security sector particularly, which is a big issue, the judiciary, uh, the public service, and particularly media reforms, are so important for building a strong democracy, to indicate to the growth and and, and protection of strong democracy that um, it's now the time. To, to, to go forward. And my fear is that if opposition leaders who, and I, I think there are very few of them, mm. who did not participate constructively in this process are mm. going to get left behind simply um, if, if people are really buying into this declaration and all that they, they wish to achieve. Mm. Let me bring Dr. Holunyane back into this conversation. I think I'll pose also those questions to Anru Mumpaka that are being brought forward by Dr. Inahostan, which is the issue of trust, because I know a lot of the exiles left the country because fear of their lives, because of threats of assassinations, and that type of uh, narrative that is taking place in Lesotho. That's why some of the political exiles are in countries such as South Africa. Amatiberi Mokutu, an opposition member in Lesotho stated very much strongly at uh, the forum that uh, there needs to be actually um, certain things that are brought into uh, action and to make this an efficient uh, peace-building process. And he stated what uh, uh, Dr. Inahos is highlighting, that all exiles must be allowed back in the country and also called on the release of Lieutenant General Kladi Amakod, who is the former commander of the Lesotho Defense Force, who he says has 
been there for almost in prison for almost a year. That, that that's an an issue that's very important because uh, Dr. Holonyane, that's where the trust matters are actually invested in those particular t- issues of uh, the exile and also the release of this lieutenant general. Yes, indeed. The the situation here in Lesotho, uh, we we must put it in its proper context. We say it's 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 multifaceted because. Uh, you, you also have uh, criminal issues uh, coming to, to, to play here. You, you have some of these people that are charged with very, very serious uh, crimes. There are issues of um, assassinations. There are uh, the, the, the impunity that, 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 that engulfed the country in the period between 2014 and 20, 2015. And you also have issues of, of, of corruption charges and so forth. So, so it's a bit complicated there. And, and there is a strong uh, voice that comes from the opposition that there should be an amnesty for, for, for all the, the, the crimes, mm-hmm. ranging from corruption, assassinations, and so forth, and, and, and the, the whole uh, array of, of impunity. So, 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 so it, it's a bit complicated. And, and the opposition uh, is very, very strong that there must be an amnesty for, for those kinds of offenses and also that there must be truth and reconciliation and, and, and also there should be a government of national unity. So, so, so the, the mistrust is there, it runs deep, but, but it is also complicated by, 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 by issues of impunity that came uh, from the period 2014 uh, uh, 2015. So much that that presents a very serious challenge to, to, to the reforms process because the reforms process ca- cannot proceed as, as, as though there is, there is nothing that, that, that has, has happened. So much that for some of us we've advised that perhaps a side process a side process in the form of truth and, and, and reconciliation should, should, should go alongside this reforms process. There should not be in one process because this, this truth and reconciliation process and amnesty issues get into the reforms process are going to frustrate it and, 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 and the, the reforms process will never, will never see um, the, 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 the light of the day. So, 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 so it, it, it is important that people who are leading the reforms process in Lesotho, both government and opposition, are able to separate things and treat them separately. The opposition has been very, very strong that they, they will not participate in the reforms process as long as their demands, key amongst which relate to uh, amnesty and government of national unity and, and, and pardon for, 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 for certain uh, people who they allege have been um, incarcerated because of their political, political inclinations like General Kamudi. So, so those issues are there, but, but, but it is important that they must be separated and be treated separately. Let's bring that back to you, uh, uh, Mr. Mpaka, in terms of uh, those particular um, impositions that have been brought by uh, the opposition, the issues of amnesty, um, a government of national unity, and also the, 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 the 
area whereby uh, we have to deal with the issue of exiles coming back in Lesotho. I know that uh, I've read that uh, in, in some instances, the likes such as uh, um, the the opposition, Mr. Metzing, um, has been invited back in, in the country and his safety and security has been assured. He's actually not actually taken that offer by the government. Um, how are you navigating around those issues as government? Because they are very serious. Thank you. Uh, although it's very difficult for me to hear uh, some mm. of your callers on the other side, but anyway, right. we'll, 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 so we'll uh, sort that out for you and, and see if we can lift that uh, volume for you. But fine. I mean, uh, the the issue of uh, the, uh, leader of LCD, uh, Mr. Najib. I think it has uh, been resolved because um, what the facilitator requested was uh, a written confirmation from the head of government uh, that Mr. Metin will be afforded security upon his return to the Sophia. Of course, uh, to put aside the extradition process that uh, the government of the Sutra had initially filed in the cause of laws in South Africa to uh, get back uh, Mr. Metin. So I think uh, with that uh, written commitment, uh, that is also one other part which also uh, encouraged the opposition uh, to also be part to uh, the previous National Leaders Forum because one of the conditions was either uh, Mr. Medin to come back or government of Lesotho should put in place clear uh, concrete uh, uh, blocks towards uh, uh, the process to get back Mr. Medin and assure him security which the government has uh, done uh, with the letter reaching to uh, the facilitator, President Ramaphosa. So copied to uh, the Executive Secretary to SEDEC and also the, 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 the Chairman of the Oversight SEDEC Committee uh, present in Lesotho. So I think uh, with that uh, step taken uh, by the government, we we all confident that uh, we might see uh, Mr. McGee uh, participating in the upcoming uh, uh, dialogue. Mm. Um, coming back to you, Dr. Inahos, in terms of um, Mr. Metzing and his presence in Lesotho, how important is that, especially for a political situation? And he's not only the only political exile who is outside the country, um, but he seems to have a very prominent position and kind of uh, become a relic of sorts when it comes to uh, these issues in Lesotho. How important is his presence there? Well, you just said it. I mean, he still has a lot of influence, a lot of support. And for that reason alone, you know, he wields some power. Um, how in this process he chooses to use it is, of course, now up to him. Um, I, I've heard talk from, from, from about a government of national unity. I'm telling you straight up, I don't know how that is going to work. Um, in terms of the fact that, you know, there, there were elections, a party won, there's a government formed. Um, there's a particular skill and responsibility in how to be opposition mm. that is incredibly important. And I think leaders like him need to, if possible, um, realize that fact and position themselves in that way. Um, you know, many who've done that very well find themselves back in government after a, a free and fair election. Mm. But I think that 
type of um, you know outlook on on, a, on the situation in which it needs to become prominent with with opposition and opposition leaders who wield lots of influence and power. You are there with a particular very important job uh, for oversight and to keep this government honest, which you can do as opposition. You don't have to be in a you know, co-government or coalition situation if that's not the outcome of the election. Mm. And, you know, like I said, my colleagues can weigh in on this, but that's my idea of what needs to happen now um, to get democracy to really take hold on that level. I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to wrap it up. I know uh, that I need to let you all go very soon, but let's take one more break. And then I just want us to deal with just other factors as well in terms of uh, uh, the South Africa's involvement, how important that one is. And also, I want to also look at uh, um, the call that was rejected by SADC for the extension of the SADC prevention mission in Lesotho's uh, turn in Lesotho uh, for a further Three months. Where does that put the country in this particular process? And I also want us just to, to look at uh, uh, the issue of uh, the army because sometimes they get involved in uh, the political scene. How do you make sure that this is a neutralized uh, uh, process moving things forward? I've got great guests on the line giving us a lot of backdrop and context of what's happening in Lesotho. But we'll take a quick break and then we'll wrap it up after this. Welcome to Change Your Game on Channel Africa, the African perspective. We are coming to you from Johannesburg, right here in South Africa. I'm Asanda Beda, your host. Change Your Game, the program that promotes open discussion and social dialogue as we highlight real issues in the African entrepreneurship ecosystem. Trevor Mumba now joins us in studio to talk about his entrepreneurial and personal journey. Welcome to Change Your Game, Trevor. Thank you so much. Um, it's an honor to be here. Palesa Mukubong, who's a designer. Welcome, Palesa, to Change Your Game. Thank you. Your role at the fourth annual Fashion Without Borders event. I just know that I need to arrive and, and, <laughs> okay. and do my part and do it really, really well. Remembering Mama Albertina Sisulu. We will say whatever we are expected to say by the people. And we are aligning ourselves with the struggle for the people. We are aligning ourselves with the struggle for the liberation of the oppressed people of this country. Hashtag Mama Sisulu Centenary. Channel Africa, leading the Women's Month conversations. Uh, 23 minutes uh, before uh, uh, midday Central African time. Remember, in around 11.45 Central African time, we'll get our business news and also we'll have our African sports update from Fila Lingwati thereafter. Well, I'm so impressed by uh, the Honorable Martlaud Impaka, the Government Secretary of the Kingdom of Lesotho, for actually allowing us uh, to speak to us. It's very rare that you get a government official on that level to speak to the media on something so sensitive. 
sensitive and we thank our other guests, Dr. Holonyane, Associate Professor and Head of Public and Environmental Law at the University of Limpopo's Department of Law. And Dr. Inachos joins us uh, from uh, the University of Free State. He's a Senior Lecturer in Governance and Political Transformation at the Department of Politics. Now, let me come to you, Mr. Mpaka. Let's wrap up this particular conversation in terms of what I wanted to ask you about in terms of uh, SADC stand around the request that was made by uh, uh, Prime Minister Thomas Tabanes on the extension of the SADC preventative mission in Lesotho's uh, in terms of three-month uh, term. Uh, from where I'm sitting, I think there was a fair request from him. And in terms of uh, that being denied by, by SADC, will that compromise the, uh, the the sensitivity of where we are currently right now uh, with uh, uh, this uh, transformative uh, political process that uh, the government and opposition members are trying to embark upon? No, thank you very much. I I, <clears throat> I don't think uh, the third uh, extent by uh, uh, not uh, accepting uh, the proposal of uh, the government of the city to extend the mission by three months um, could have bad intentions uh, towards our our uh, kingdom. Well, I think they also have made their own assessment. Although on our side, we also made our assessment mm-hmm. to say the fact that uh, it was in May when SEDEC uh, uh, made the decision that President Ramaphosa will continue the facilitation. But because of his busy schedule as president of uh, the Republic of South Africa, he would also have uh, the team which is going to uh, perform the functions or the duties on his behalf while he's uh, still busy with other uh, government uh, constraints. Um, we thought of, I mean, uh, it was just after three months when uh, President Ramaphosa appointed Justice Musenegh um, and uh, the three deputy ministers to represent him. But uh, it could also be fair uh, to allow them further three months with uh, uh, the mission uh, present in the Sotho to also foresee how the processes are going. But I think uh, the issue of deployment of uh, any mission uh, by uh, a regional organization to any uh, member state comes with the cost. So stretching it beyond November when it ends uh, could also be costly uh, financially on the part of SEDEC and also even on the part of the member states, which are uh, the contributors to so we accepted uh, we have, uh, the decline of SEDEC uh, uh, to extend the mission by uh, further three. Mm, mm. But the pledge that also SEDEC made uh, was we should all work uh, tirelessly mm. 24-7 to ensure that by the end of November when the mission ends and everybody has to uh, go back to respective uh, member states, the work that ought to have been done by that time should be completed. So it means SEDEC uh, did not just decline our request, but also made commitment to also work, work with us uh, this journey to ensure that at the end of November, when everybody goes back to uh, his uh, country, mm. we should by that time uh, have completed everything that we did completed by this mission before it leaves uh, the suit. 
So we're all confident. I mean, that is why even the issue of the National Leaders Forum, even though it was uh, postponed by a week or two weeks, uh, compared to the initial dates that we had uh, planned to have uh, had this new uh, National Leaders Forum held on the 9th and the 10th of August, um, we are still uh, optimistic that even the uh, national multi-stakeholder uh, dialogue that is uh, planned to take place on the 9th to 12th of October will also take place as planned. Okay. And of course, any reporting that needs to be uh, done to FedEx before the mission needs to be to that would also be done because the administration is that end of October we should be giving SEDEC uh, uh, the report on how far we are, what are the processes mm. to date. And in terms of neutralizing the situation, because sometimes we know that uh, um, the political situation can be mixed with uh, the what's happening with the military. We saw last year in uh, September where there were um, shootouts at military barracks in the capital, Maseru. Um, in terms of the military's um, involvement in this particular process, how are you going to make sure that it's a completely political situation, that the army doesn't intervene? as we've seen historically happening um, in, in, in the country, um, Stampaka? I think it was a very uh, most unfortunate uh, situation. You'd recall again that in 2015, mm-hmm. uh, on the 25th May, we lost uh, another army commander, commander yeah. General uh, Mahao, who was yeah. uh, assassinated by mm-hmm. his colleagues. Mm-hmm. And of course, the same thing happened in 2017 when uh, the late General Mutsumutsu mm. was also assassinated by his colleagues. Last, when this situation happened in the barracks, uh, in, in a row of uh, two years, we had lost two army commanders. It was a very unfortunate situation that our country went through. And I think uh, what I have seen and mm. what I have had as the undertaking and commitment from the current army command is that things like that should never happen to uh, this country. I think uh, uh, the commitment they have made, and of course with the support of their colleagues from the Sadek region and the Afghan Union region, they are, they are fully committed to reforming the army. Well, we also have uh, an anticipation that by May 2019, we should have gone through a complete uh, reforming, uh, reforms of uh, the security sector. Okay. Uh, we have to leave it there. I've actually run out of time, um, uh, and I couldn't pose some of the questions back to Dr. Inachos and Dr. Holunyane, but we really appreciate uh, your contribution. Thank you to the Honorable Maothlodi Mpaka, Government Secretary of the Kingdom of uh, Lesotho. Thank you to Dr. Holunyane, the Associate Professor and the Head of Public and Environmental Law at the University of Limpopo's Department of Law. And uh, thank you as well. Once again, it's always great to speak to Dr. Inachos, very frank in some of these issues. She's a senior lecturer in governance and political transformation at the University of Free State's Department of Politics. Thank you all for your contribution. We really appreciate it as Channel Africa. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you so much.
Fantastic. Seems like it's going to be a long process indeed. And I think that uh, we summed some of the things up that weren't actually clear, especially in the public mainstream media. And uh, what is very interesting from this conversation we've had is the fact there's going to be an inclusive national multitask dialogue uh, between uh, the 9th and 10th of October. So it's just around the corner. So we'll be looking out for that particular dialogue. 